Hello and welcome to the Friendship News Hour presented to you by Bummer Dude Media. My name is Frank. His name is Alex. Today is February 9th, 2022. Uh, I just got some sad news, Al. Oh no. Jeremy Giambi has passed. Is that a baseball player? Yeah. He's the younger brother of yeah younger brother of jason giambi okay that i was like jason that popped in my head okay so he was a good baseball player his brother's like a new york legend right yeah his brother's a legend for sure jeremy was i mean he carved out like a seven-year career in the mlb nothing to sneeze at but yeah dead at 47 heart attack or what took him no idea nobody says they just say that uh he passed his his uh, agent announced it tonight Rest in peace. That's sad news, man. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the MLB, while we're on that subject, I would just like to state very publicly that I am fully against the decision to not admit Barry Bonds into the Baseball Hall of Fame. Ah, we never talked about that. I am very against it. I think he absolutely, positively, 1,000% deserves to be in the uh, Baseball Hall of Fame. Pray tell, because there's, it's a hot topic. A lot of people, like I say, I hear the sentiment you say, and it's a lot of baseball fans that are friends of mine that say that, but like a lot of purists and whoever the fuck's on that committee, like sounds like they're just like, no, he cheated, no chance. So like, okay. where, where do you, what's, what's the real thing? You gotta, you gotta really understand who, who like the baseball player Barry Bonds was, because if he retired in the year 2000, he would be in the Hall of Fame. Mm. Because of the tarnish on his name, because of, of the egg that's on his face, if they were to elect him into the Baseball Hall of Fame, then they would have to recognize his accomplishments, meaning him being the all-time baseball uh, home run leader, uh, passing Hank Aaron, and all of the accomplishments and records that he holds, they would have to acknowledge them mm -hmm. as valid. And they don't right now. If you look up who who the number one home run hitter is in baseball in the official baseball records it gives you the san francisco giants as a team weird yes this is not recognized because of steroids so if they were to admit him into the hall of fame then they would have to recognize all of these stats which they're not prepared to do it's the baseball writers that decide this so they're the ones that are playing guard so the only people that vote for those who go into the hall of fame are the baseball writers of america and if you write enough for mlb they award you a vote for the Hall of Fame. And so you get a vote for the Hall of Fame. And when he first got on the ballot in 20, I forget, I think it's like five years after he retired. So it would have been 2016, something like that. 2015, 2016. Uh, he had like 33% of the vote. And then this last time, his last year of eligibility, he had 66% of the vote. Ooh. So it raised, but you need 72%. Oh, wow. I think I forget it's somewhere around 72% to, to be elected and he didn't get in. So these writers are playing guard for whatever reason, you know, they want to protect baseball or, you know, some ceremonious bullshit, but look, steroids are not. And yes, like it's very obvious he cheated, although he's never publicly admitted that he never says has said the words I cheated before, mm -hmm. but he said that he applauded uh, Mark McGuire for coming out and saying he used steroids. I don't know. There's probably some legal shit that if he says that he did it, then he might be charged with like perjury because he's already stood trial for perjury for lying to Congress. But so here's my question. You're saying in 2000, he'd be, if he retired in 2000, he would be in the Hall of Fame. Did he not take, or is there like no record of him taking steroids until then? No, that's, he probably was taking steroids in the late, even mid, mid 1990s. Who knows? He came into the league in 90, 92, 93. So I'm just confused because if he didn't take those steroids, I've seen pictures of the dude when he was like a rookie and shit, like dude was skin and bones. He was 
skinny man like yeah he, and he bulked the fuck up like i mean who knows I, I don't know i don't totally disagree with him not being there because if he never took steroids and didn't cheat possibly his entire career we're we're probably never talking about barry bonds yeah we're not we're not talking about him in the way that we're talking about him as a as a you know as like the very best to ever do it but here's the mm -hmm. thing man he even when he went to the san francisco giants in, in the late 90s 97 98 uh and and then throughout the rest of his career he was still stealing a ton of bases and he was you know he was still a really really good baseball player he won he won two or even three mvp awards while he was a pittsburgh pirate so mm. he was a generational player before this whole steroid thing we don't know how long he's taking steroids. We don't know any of that stuff. I'm just saying, if you strip away the biggest accomplishments of his career, which are the massive amount of home runs that he was hitting in the, in the early and mid two thousands, then even this home run record, you, he would still be a hall of famer. He would still be a hall of fame baseball player. And I think, I just think it's unfortunate. Even Kurt Schilling was on, on the ballot for the last time this year. And he, he didn't get in because of steroid allegations. And he's top five pitcher ever, top 10 pitcher ever. So like, how did, what about uh large poppy, big poppy? He's in the baseball large hall of fame. Poppy. He got, he got caught for cheating. Didn't he not? Maybe he had PED one time. I, I kind of remember that story, but I don't think it was like a, I don't think it was like his whole career. Gotcha. Okay. I don't know. I don't know that for sure, but yeah, yeah. He got elected. So who would you rather have seen in the hall of fame, Pete Rose or Barry Bonds? Both. They both deserve it. They're both yeah. out for dumb reasons. They're both out for dumb reasons. See, to me, though, Barry Bonds' cheating enhanced his performance. I don't okay. think what Pete Rose did enhanced his performance. Like, I don't think, was Pete Rose throwing games or was he just betting on the Reds to win? He was just betting on baseball. I don't even know he was betting on the Reds. That's not bad to me. Like, I don't see the problem with that. It's breaking the rules, but it's not anything he was doing to make him the all-time home run leader. Or like, you know, and he's like the hits leader, but like, I don't think betting on games made him the hits leader. I think cheating made Barry Bonds the home run leader, whether he was a good player before or not. Like, we're not talking about Barry Bonds, the hitter right today. You know what I mean? Like, I think it Pete Rose and I'm, this is coming from <laughs> a very far removed baseball fan, but like, I always thought Pete Rose got fucked there. Yeah, I do too. Um, it looks like he might have, hold on, Pete okay. Rose might have. That's fucked up. If you're throwing games. I can't get behind you. Like I said, oh, this is okay. a limited He, he bet on baseball fan. as a player. See, no, here's the thing. Like, of, of course that's wrong. I mean, I guess it's like akin to insider trading. If you know some things that other people don't in the world of baseball, then obviously you can't bet on it. But I, I don't know. I, I, I do think it's dumb that they're not recognized for their contributions to the sport. The same thing with like Lance Armstrong, you know? He mm -hmm. was cheating, but so was everybody else. Yeah, right. Exactly. And so... I don't know, man. Like it's, it's so hard. It, it gets so, you can get so petty with it and it can get so technical and dumb. And isn't it weird in the major, other major sports, like you don't hear this kind of stuff, hockey, football, basketball, like you, you don't hear about oh, there have been scandals, steroids and yeah, yeah, but like, dude, everybody has their own scandals. Well, oh, you mean like just from steroids? Just like on a player level. Like I know I've heard about cheating in the NFL or in the NBA with refs. You know, right. like, and, and, but I've never, I, maybe the NFL just has let steroids or let steroids go under the radar for so long. Cause I, I mean, I gotta imagine in the nineties, they were probably doing the same shit. Well, yeah. I mean, baseball has a crazy history of drugs and people were on amphetamines in the seventies all the time. Mm. Um, and with this kind of stuff that Barry Bonds was doing and Alex Rodriguez and Mark McGuire, all these guys, they were taking these steroids that were like undetectable. So they knew what they were doing was illegal and they were 
trying to skirt the testing rules that they had. So it was in that way, very scandalous, you know, I think you hear about PEDs all the time and football and other sports too, you know, banned substances and whatnot. But I, I think at the systemic level, yeah, probably not doing stuff like that was that illegal in, in one sport. Yeah. I mean, cycle, like you said, Lance Armstrong cycling, that's the only other one. Now that dude was trans transfusing all the blood out of his body to pass a drug test and putting it back in. That's insane. <laughs> yeah. They did some crazy <laughs> shit, dude. They did some crazy shit. Lance Armstrong story is wild. Yeah. Hell yeah. Wild, good, good documentary about it though. I think it's on Netflix now. Really good yeah. one. He has a good Joe Rogan podcast too. Do you hear that? Oh, one? No. Like after coming, like after the cheating, Mm -hmm. talking about it. Oh. Yeah, he's very cool, very candid, Mm. tells everything. It's neat. Joe Rogan. Wish he was in the news more. (laughs) Hey, Michael made a point though. He goes, hey, nobody's talking about Apple Music. That's true. Nobody's talking about Google Play. Mm Mm-hmm. Talking about Spotify. Spotify. That's all Spotify. That's you think that's a conspiracy? You don't think that's set up to, like just a public publicity? Oh gosh, no. Yeah, he doesn't need that. No way. No, I mean, it, I think it was inevitable when you you hand over you hand over the the distribution of your of your entire platform to a company who employs a ton of people. You know, people. I mean, a lot of people are going to be upset about it. And it's not like I don't know. I just I think if you it, once you consolidate control of your of your art like that to one place, it's easier for people to attack you. If you're not like, you know, you could call on Apple podcast to take you down or Spotify podcast to take you down. Maybe one or two does, but then you have options. You know, you can go somewhere else with Spotify. Yeah. You, you can get zeroed in on. And so I don't know. I think it was inevitable, right? I mean, fuck the guy has talked to so many people who are unmentionable. Yeah. Milo Yiannopoulos comes to mind. I mean, Alex Jones, very controversial people. And I'm pretty sure those episodes have been taken down. I guess he says the N-word a bunch. I don't know. Fuck. That was a bad look. Yeah. Dude, a lot of people have come to his uh, to his aid, though, man. Like, a lot of comedian friends. Donald Rollins, uh, Chappelle, like, uh, right. Burt Kreischer, Tom Segura. Like, all these dudes. All, so many people. Um, which is probably, like, makes him feel good, whatever. But, like, I, I think, you know, I, 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 I'm not going to defend him saying that word, you know. And, and to be honest with you, I haven't listened to the context in which he said it, but like, well, it doesn't exist in the way in the way that it was presented. Right, exactly. It's just a hit piece. But yeah, more or less, sure. I, I do think it's fucked up though that they're removing episodes. I heard like some episodes with Theo Vaughn got taken down. They probably like you were saying the Alex Jones episodes. Like that's that's like it's free. I I don't know. It's I guess it's up to Spotify because it's their platform. But like, I mean, it's a last time I checked, like a free country as far as like what you can say and put out there, and especially like. When he has so many black friends and comedians, like this dude is obviously not a racist and obviously not saying these things in the way that they're saying he is. So it's like now we're going to go through his all his podcasts and like censor information that makes some people feel uncomfortable. Like just don't listen to it. Yeah, right. I mean, look, so I think that's well known. And if you it's just uh, that word, man, it's just so in any con, like it's just so bad, Um, especially the way it's presented. It's just like, fuck, it's just uh like how you you know, but but that's the thing. Like they, I, I think the people that had put that out, I don't know that they really th- think that Joe Rogan's a racist. Maybe they do. I don't know. But I think the intent of do, of doing that was f- so that the discussion could be had as if Joe Rogan was a racist or not. Because if you watch the show at all, you listen to it. I mean, I've listened to it pretty regularly since about 2014. Mm-hmm. I mean, you listen to somebody that long, you're gonna know if they're a racist. like it's just very obviously not true. Right. So that's why I think it's like a kind of a dumb attack because there's if you have 11 million listeners you got to imagine a good chunk of them listen pretty regularly and they're going to know like oh, well this is going to change my mind about this person i listen to you know he literally has millions of hours of his thoughts out in the open mm-hmm. and so 
I don't know. I did see that uh, Rumble, which is a service I've not heard of before, uh-huh. but they offered him $100 million, which would match his Spotify contract, oh, for damn. a four-year contract, saying that they would not censor anything. And Crazy. that he could pretty much you know do whatever he wanted. All his, his episodes would be up there. Um, I, probably just a publicity <laughs> stunt, but I, I'm sure he's not leaving Spotify. You just run the N-word all you want, Joe. You're free to, <laughs> you're free to do it. <laughs> I don't think they were saying that. But. I know, obviously, but I don't know. It's, I, I, he's not. And Spotify basically was like, look, we're not, we're not going to take him down. We get it. We get it. We're sorry, but not going anywhere, which is good. And and I think it'll, I mean, it's, I feel like it's not really even talked about very much at all. I, I, I haven't been paying attention. I've been so damn busy. As you can see, I'm not in my usual spot. I'm in Sacramento right now. So Sacramento, nice. Been, been doing a whole bunch of whole bunch of a whole bunch, man. You running for governor? You got to put in your application yeah, and everything. Exactly. I'm over <laughs> here. I'm, I'm knocking doors down, brother. Grassroots, dude. Congratulations, actually, to both of our states. It sounds like the mask indoor mask mandate is soon to be lifted. Oh yeah, I did hear that. Yeah, it was just announced today. Good for air. Yeah, cheers to that, I suppose. Yeah, cheers. Uh, LA is not, not following that, but... Oh, really? Yeah. They're backing oh. down. Really? So, like, it's still... It's a state decision, but, like, cities... It was a state mandate, but, yeah. Local health local health and human services departments can see fit to oh, no. mask their population. <laughs> so, LA County will be masked. Oh, I'm probably fucked then, too. God damn it. <laughs> I, maybe. Well, you don't live in uh, Cook County. Yeah, I, yeah, I live just outside of Cook County, but I mean, the whole area is pretty blue. So, dude, I don't know, man. I, it's uh, I, it's got to be soon enough. It, you can't, how could you be the only holdout in a state? Yeah, I mean, are, right. I, but you know, they are run by a mayor who recently posed for a picture and said he held his breath so he didn't transmit COVID. <laughs> when asked why he wasn't wearing a mask, what the <laughs> fuck was that? Did we talk about that last time? No. I don't even care. We'll talk about Please it again. talk to me, it's, yeah. Did, did you hear about this? No. You didn't hear about this? Oh, my mm-hmm. God. So, it, during the AFC champ, or NFC Championship game, there was a bunch of celebrities at SoFi Stadium in LA, and one of them happened to be uh, Gavin Newsom, our governor. Mm. He got a lot of heat because there were pictures of him not wearing a mask, and he was like, oh, I was just not wearing it for a short amount of time, this, that, and the other. There were, in fact, no pictures of him wearing a mask. So, I mean, do with that what you will taking pictures with magic johnson and shit no masks but your kids got to go to school tomorrow with a mask it's so so infuriating i can't believe we're not like with pitchforks and knives and and fiery sticks chanting down sacramento for the governor's head anyway um (laughs) i thought that's what you're there for with some truckers or something well i gotta mix some work in too (laughs) um but the mayor of la was there too and he was not wearing a mask during a picture, and he was asked about it, and he told reporters that he held his breath, and so there was no chance for transmission. And that after the picture, he put the mask back on. It's like, dude, oh my god, oh my god, is it a cult yet? What's her name? Uh, Stacey Abrams down in Georgia got like fucked up yesterday because she mm-hmm. was in like a classroom full of kids that all had masks yep. on, and she's sitting front and center, no mask, just smiling. So I think that picture got tweeted either Monday night or Tuesday night. And then the following morning, uh, Stacey Abrams' official page had a job opening for, for the PR team for social for media. Real? Swear <laughs> to God. Can't make it up. <laughs> She's like, who let that one get through? Come on. Yeah, seriously. It's probably, you know, it's probably a mole or something. But good for them. Dude, I mean, I don't know. Like, how, how can you defend that picture? How can you yeah. be sitting there smiling fucking cheek to cheek in front of a classroom of masked 
babies. These children were like five, dude. Mm-hmm. And then there's another picture too of her standing with like a few of the teachers that were there. They're all masked up. She's got her mask off again. It's just like, if we're going to like go Great. hard on this and Great. talk all this shit about people that don't want to get vaccines and wear masks, like you guys better be the shining example of that or what the fuck are we doing? Yeah. Well, anyway, I mean, like, I'm glad these masks are going away. Yeah. I I heard some rumors that during the State of the Union, there's going to be some sort of announcement that COVID's over or whatever. I don't, honestly, at this point, I don't care how it happens. I don't care who decides they want to take credit for it. Just stop the madness already. It looks like the Canadians are caving in a little bit. Those truckers are still log jamming their, their shit up in Ottawa. It's pretty, I mean, I don't know. I don't live in Canada. I'm not Canadian. I can't speak for them. But from what I'm seeing on social media, it looks pretty admirable from my view. A lot of shit's been going down. There was a video of a ton of people walking down like a main street in downtown auto and they all had gas cans Mm -hmm. and the video said that it was in response to to one of the mayor's uh calls that anybody who is caught helping the truckers with like gasoline um gets arrested and so they all decided to just go walk down main street with gas like come get us basically kind of thing okay um the city manager of ottawa had called for uh, he called every single tow truck operator in Ottawa to try and tow the truckers and they all to a fucking business said no. Everyone was like, no, we're not helping. Sorry. Wow. Yeah. Damn. So they, I forget, they, they laid down, they, they, they caved in on something. They caved in on some kind of regulation, some kind of restriction. I forget what it was. I think it might've been masks or something. I forget, but <laughs> they're starting to, to listen. Thank God, man. The official yeah. response by the Canadians when this all was happening, especially like the prime minister, it was so dismissive. It was so dismissive. It was so like, ugh, whatever. These guys, these troublemakers, these lawless people, these people don't give a, pe- a shit about anybody's health or whatever. These are not the right people. You know, like not even willing to listen to the fact that, you know, tens of thousands of truckers decided to descend upon your capital city in protest of your mandates. Yeah. It's kind of a big deal. Huge deal. Yeah, man. I did see, yeah, I think it was in The Guardian, uh, Sarah sent me this link, but, but basically saying that like we are now beginning the tradition, uh, the transition from a pandemic to an endemic, which is, I guess, like when it, the disease has gotten to a point like globally where we pretty much have to live with it because it's, it's not quite as deadly, at least. It could still be infectious, but it's not quite as deadly. And I mean, basically you have to live with it, which is like... My opinion what we should have done quite a while ago, but... I feel like people who were living in reality have been doing this for an entire year. (laughs) Who is this coming from again? Uh, The Guardian put it up, so I I mean, I don't know. I heard some people on CNN echoing the same shit. Really? Yeah, well, maybe that's what Joe's going to say in State of the Union then. Yeah, possibly. Um, Like I said, whatever. I don't care what gets us back to normal at this point. There's no need in putting blame. Do you think this is a political move? you think this is a strategy to get ahead of the midterms? That's exactly what I was going to say, bro. It's like so funny that right as the new presidential election and and all these campaigns are about to start that like they're going to try to come out of the the pandemic's over and we did it and we you know we, we did it together like I, to me it, it feels a little bit strategic maybe it's just like coincidence i i do not know i can't help the conspiracy theorist in me cannot help but think like there is obviously there's like a political motive to like try to get some some fucking street cred back to the democrats because yeah. they fucking need the help right now man well i mean it's the only thing that makes sense right why pivot now what's mm-hmm. what has happened nothing really i mean kind of i guess covid cases have been going down but but like a month ago we were like at the highest recorded hospital levels ever it's like but now we're 
almost done with it. Now we're going to live with it. It's like, what? What? It changed that quickly? Really? Who knows, man? I, <laughs> that's the only conclusion I think that you can come to is that like, you know, they're, they're feeling it. They know that they're, they, they have lost their grip completely. They have, yeah. they have nothing to hold on to. And so if they can't ride the COVID wave no more, they can't ride the, the fear and death. And then they have to, they have to create a scenario where, where people could accept the fact that it's ending when they know it should have ended a whole long time ago so that there's a scapegoat for everybody. This is what I mean. It's the entire country playing politics about a, a, a disease that's drug on far too long in our society. Are you seeing this shit out of China, dude? The entire women's Canadian team was skating with their mask on the entire game. I did see that. Yeah, hockey team. Just because they didn't know what the results of the other team were. They didn't even know that someone on the team had it. It was just like, well, they might. Yeah. But I guess, I fuck it, dude. From their perspective, if you've trained for four years to get to that point. Great point. You, you don't want to like let some Great fucking point. bullshit like that fuck it up. Because I saw one of our main figure skaters got COVID now and they're out of the Olympics. And it's like... Yeah. Fuck, yeah. Man. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I, I don't know what uh, China's policy is in that country or for the Olympics or whatever. So if you test positive, I'm sure in any aspect you're out, which hopefully that kind of shit changes too. You know, the NFL was that adopted that kind of, if, if you're not symptomatic, you shouldn't test kind of policy. I hope that's kind of what we got going yeah. forward. You know, if you're not <sighs> symptomatic, don't test. That's kind of, that's how we ease back into the, the normal swing of things. And we stop testing and we stop quarantining. We stop saying, you know, you're some big some big parasite on society for for not testing or whatever you know i i just i i, I hope that's how it inevitably goes down because if we continue to test so regularly like we're doing i feel like we're just going to catch all time like it's like kind of like testing for the cold yeah right shit, you know well this is my question so like this was it was uh vincent zhao i think it is how you say it zoo z-h-o-u He's a U.S. Olympic figure skater. He's a beast from what I've heard. I don't know the figure skating world that well, but yeah. his event is men's individual. Like, it is him by himself on a big-ass ice rink. <laughs> yeah. If the dude can skate, if he was fucking sick with the flu and decided he still wanted to play, they would let him skate. Like, there's, like I don't see how someone's going to get COVID if you're on an ice rink by yourself. Like, right. But he's out. He's, he trained for four years of his life for this shit, and he's out because of some fucking... The virus like he could be completely fine i mean i don't know maybe this dude's on his ass right now i have zero yeah. insight into the man's life but like just it just seems so silly to me i could see if it's like a 12 on 12 or whatever the fuck match but even in hockey or five on five like in a big ass open area so much air circulating with how quick you're going i just don't see how it really affects anything seriously dude so i don't know you can probably hear it in my voice i have like a tiny little bit of congestion in my in my nose <gasps> i know should i be worried should i wear a mask yeah maybe <laughs> Does it travel through light speed? <laughs> but you know, like not by my choosing. I, I took a COVID test this past Saturday and I was negative. And so I'm here traveling with a little bit of congestion in my nose. And what does that make you? Six and O against COVID now? Kind of feel like an asshole. Dude, like eight and O, ten and O, twelve nice. and O? I don't know. A lot of O's. A lot of O's, baby. I've never taken a COVID test. Fuck COVID. Through really? All of this. Never. Once? Never, never took a COVID test? How did ever. you manage to do that? Superior genetics, man. You never one time came in contact and had to test or mm -mm. was scared for your pregnant wife? I haven't got sick. I mean, I got three vaccines, but I haven't got sick through the entire pandemic. And I don't know if that's because of the vaccines or what, but just Good for you, man. Lucky, maybe. I, but I go to the gym every, I mean, six days a week, like play tennis, blah, 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 like... I'm around motherfuckers. I just somehow right. haven't. I don't know. I think the only times I took, well, took a test every time that I was in close contact or I was like traveling and it was the requirement of whoever I was going to see. But other than that, I've never, I haven't been sick up until a couple of weeks ago when I got sick. Oh yeah. And didn't test positive. 
Just while we're on the Olympics, have you watched any of them? Yeah, I was going to ask you the same question. I, You know, I've watched a shit ton more than I thought I would. Yeah, I, same, man. My mom's all about it, and she was here this last oh, like, really? five days, so she pretty much wouldn't let me watch anything else. That's hilarious. Which is rough. I'm not really big into like the figure skating and shit. I know it takes a tremendous amount of skill. It's just not fun to watch. I do not I do not think it's exciting. I don't think it's fun no. to watch. I think it's incredibly technical and hard, and yeah. I think it's very, very difficult, and I applaud you for being the best in your craft in the world. But I don't enjoy it. I don't yeah. Know. My mom would sit there and watch it for four hours straight and like have a great time. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, dude, how do you, I don't right. know how you, how you do it. I don't know. But like curling, I fuck with the curling. Dude, I'll watch fucking Italy and, and, uh, Slovakia. No. I watched the entire match. Norway. Or Norway. Wasn't it? Wasn't it Italy, Norway? Uh, yeah, that's who, that's who the gold medal match was, yeah. the mixed doubles. Sweden, Great Britain for the bronze. Yeah. So I was, I was um, staying at my uh, at my girlfriend's parents this past weekend, and we all went to bed some, somewhat early on Saturday, and I wasn't like super tired, and I stayed up for like an hour and a half just watching curling, dude, on my phone. Yeah. It was great. I loved it. And that's why wa- since I've been here in Sacramento, I haven't really been watching very much I've been, but, but of anything, but I've been watching the Olympics every night. Hockey, curling, I'll watch freaking uh, high jump, ski high jump. I'll, yeah. be, I'll watch the the freestyle skiing, skeleton, fuck, all that. Dude, it's so much fun to watch those games. It's just so weird to have a Winter Olympics where they have to bring in fake-ass snow, bro. Like, it's just, it, like, yeah. doesn't feel real. To the athletes, I can't even imagine. But, like, half the time I haven't seen, like, their breath, like, fogging up or nothing. And oh, then, it's like, cold. You, is it's it cold. cold? Oh, it's cold, yeah, for sure. It's just not snowing. Okay. No. I guess no. what are they supposed to do about that? I don't know. Yeah, you know, like, it, the same shit could happen in Aspen, True. Or yeah. Lake Tahoe, you know. Uh, but but yeah, the did you see the 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 high jump or the the is it the high jump? Ski In the middle jump? of that that big plant, dude. It looked like a nuclear plant. It was so yeah, ugly. Yeah, bro, that, it's a bleak looking skyline and shit, man. It looks sad in that. Country. Well, that wasn't that. I looked it up because I was curious. Like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. That looks like the skyline of like pretty much any like mid like middle sized American city. Mm-hmm. That was like a like a offshoot of beijing that was like 45 minutes away from the city center for real yeah it was just the city outside of beijing wow yeah isn't that wild so you're just like in this in this weird random city outside of beijing china what next to what looks like nuclear coolers (laughs) with the olympic logo on it on a fake snow ramp yeah just doesn't really doesn't really set the scene for you very well we fucking are doing terrible though man the metal, the metal count is wild. Um, like, I mean, we're normally like the leader in this shit. Like us, China, Russia, which Russia's shit confused me this year too with how they're not Russia. It's the Russian Olympic Committee because of whatever doping. Oh, or, have you not heard about this before? I, I honestly had it until the Olympics came back, but it's just kind of It's weird. been going on for a while. It's been yeah. going on since 2016. Really? The Russians haven't competed under the Russian flag. I don't know what the penalty was, but it was because they systematically doped their athletes yeah. in the Sochi Olympics in 2014. Yes, 2014. Have you ever seen that documentary? No. Mm-mm. On that? It's, um, I forgot the name of it, um, but there's a crazy documentary. This guy is like doing a documentary on doping mm. and he is in Russia and he finds the dude who's like the mastermind at all this doping stuff for the Russian Olympic Committee. And he tells this guy who's making this documentary everything. He tells him everything. He shows him all of it. He goes, this is how we do it. And he made a documentary about it. <laughs> and it came out and the Olympic Committee was just like, um, 
all right, I guess we, you know, we have to do something, but they're all in bed together. I mean, like they don't give a fuck so long as everyone's getting their money. So they had to do something about it, obviously. So they stripped, they stripped the Russian flag from the Olympics for uh, some period of time. I forget what it was, but they, since I think the Brazil Olympics in 2016, they've been uh, competing under the Russian Olympic committee flag. So all the record books in the Olympic history or, you know, uh, world competitive history it won't be for Russia. It'll be for the Russian Olympic Committee, which is disgraceful. But yeah. to me, it seems like a slap on the wrist, really, when you think about it. I guess I was sleeping. I've never, this is the first I've heard of that. So that's crazy to me. The documentary is called Icarus. Okay. Is it on Netflix or do you know? I think so. Okay. Uh, I'm going to look for that. Check it out. It's dope. What I said, what I was saying, though, is with the medal count, as of yesterday, we were in like 17th place. Uh, we had like three medals or two medals. Um, but I'm Damn. looking now and we're, we're back to sixth. So we, we have eight total medals right now. What's who who has the most? Germany has the most gold. See, they they, they rank this by golds. Right. And we have two gold medals right now. What, Germany do has you play five. For silver, Al? Wait, no. You're first you're last. Germany has five golds. They've got five gold, three silver, zero bronze. Uh, who has the most total medals? That I'm seeing on here, it looks like the Russian Olympic Committee has eleven. Oh dang. Um Austria has ten. Norway has ten. We have eight. Germany has um, eight. I think that's the more uh, impressive stat to have the most medals. Medals total. I agree. Yeah. yeah, I totally agree. But I heard like China like only gives a fuck about gold medals. Makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. I suppose. I'm what? just honored to be nominated. <laughs> have you been following this Amir Locke story? Not at all. You mentioned his name before the pod, and sadly, bro, I was like, "Who?" And then you told yeah. me what happened. I'm like, I should probably know about that. Well, you know, it's funny, man. I've been very busy myself and I wouldn't have known about this. Well, I probably would have, but I wouldn't have known about it in, in detail if I wasn't watching uh, the news this weekend. Like, I think it was like ABC World News and it was one of their top stories. Mm. But the police executed this no, uh, no-knock raid at an apartment and they pretty quickly fired uh, fired on this young man that was sleeping on the couch when they saw he had a gun. And it turns out that he was a completely innocent uh, person had no connection with which they were uh, searching for, uh, and then the gun he had was a legally registered firearm. So he was super. Uh, he was very legal in his possession of that firearm. So we now know after that that his cousin, who goes by the name of Mackay Speed, was either like living in that apartment or was his apartment or something, and the police were after him for a, uh, uh, for murder. They were, they were uh, trying to arrest him for murder. And so they went knocking down that door where he was supposed to be. They found this guy, uh, Amir Locke, saw the gun within like nine seconds of entering the house, shot and killed him. So there's been a bunch of calls for the ceasing of no knock warrants, which, you know, I suppose there's some validity to that. Um, no-knock warrants actually started as part of like the war on drugs because if you were executing a warrant, you had to like announce yourself, knock on the door first, let them know that the police were there, and I guess I gave whoever whoever was in, in the house time to flush evidence or whatever, like do whatever they want, escape out the back door, and so they execute these no-knock warrants as, as you know, form of surprise so that nobody has time to move or do anything, and sometimes they end up in tragic deaths like this one. Um, when I was looking for 
how common they were. I couldn't find how common deaths were. I couldn't find a ton of data. Um, the best thing that I could find was a New York Times uh, article from 2017. And between 2010 and 2016, there were 83 deaths from no-knock warrants. 13 of those, 13 deaths in addition to those 83 were actual law enforcement uh, deaths. So uh, slightly thought. goes both ways, but I don't know, man. To me, it just seems like a big, giant fuck up that occurs because of, I don't know, a misunderstanding. Could you call it that? I don't know. What would you classify this as? I mean, dude, if think about it, though, like where you sit right now or where I am, if someone came busting up in your house, you know, with no any kind of announcement or anything like that, yes. like who knows what's going to happen? Like this is America. You fucking in Texas and someone does that, you'd have the right to shoot them legally. How do you know they're a police officer? Right. Yeah. So it's like, it just seems like if you don't announce yourself as the police, like how is someone not supposed to think you're just, especially if you're in the fucking ghetto or wherever, like in the inner city, like that could be a rival gang or whoever the fuck busting up in your shit. You're going to fire at them. Yes. So to me, yes. I'm about it. I do not think no knock warrant should be a thing. It, it seems like, way more can go bad than flushing some drugs. Like if you got a warrant, <laughs> I don't think, I don't think there's enough time to flush all the drugs you know, or whatever it is you're hiding that was, was cause enough to get a warrant at your house. Like they're there for a fucking reason. You can flush, you know, maybe three years of prison away because of drugs or whatever. But like, uh, right. I, I, I just, it seems like way more bad can go wrong, especially for the police officers. Like you're saying, like these guys are already in danger enough, dangerous enough territory. Now you're just going to be like, yeah, go ahead, go get in there. They don't know you're coming. Good sure. <laughs> sure. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I hear you. And, and, you know, if you think about it from the, from the police perspective, right, you're on the search for a murder suspect. So you're knocking the door down, knowing that you're looking for somebody who was already killed. Right. And so you're going into that situation fully ready to pull that trigger. You're not fucking around, right? Because it's you know it's either me or him, and it's not going to be him if I'm a cop, right? Right. So you go, you go, you see this guy get up from the couch. He's holding a gun, and he has the gun in his hand. It's not his fingers not on the trigger, but he has a gun in his hand. So it's like immediately, yes, shooting this person, right. murder suspect, warrant search, gun shot. And so what you do in that instance, if you allow this con to continue, is you allow for the possibility of collateral damage, and it's, it's why. Right, because there's enough cases out there. Breonna Taylor comes to mind. Mm -hmm. Very, very, you know, that one was in the public eye a whole bunch. Why, why do you need to allow for that collateral damage? What, what benefit does it get you? And I'm fully willing to hear an argument that it does give you some sort of advantage, and that I'm just not seeing it. But I just don't see it. Yeah, I think more can go wrong than than good. I mean, think about like if there's some kids in the other room and people start firing shots off, there's going to be stray bullets that go in there, take out. You know, I mean, there might be a dirt. There probably is a dirt bag in there if you have a warrant to just bust into somebody's house. Like the the few minutes, maybe maybe add a caveat where like you have sixty seconds from the time you announce like police open up the door or we're coming in. Maybe if you if you put in some kind of like time restrictions where like. You know, obviously, if the place is surrounded, they're not running anywhere, and 60 seconds isn't that much time to flush drugs or do whatever it is you need to do. Like, but it is enough time to announce yourself and not just storm in and surprise a motherfucker. I, yeah. I feel like that's a pretty good, like, uh, compromise to, like, appease both sides to where you might not have these unnecessary deaths on either side, but you also can, like, catch bad people that should go to jail, you know? 
Right. Um, yeah. When you're executing a search warrant for a murder suspect, it just, to me, like, where's the justification for something like that? In which way? For a no knock warrant. Oh, okay. You know, it's like, I think you lose sight of, I think you lose sight of, you know, what's at stake, right? Cause you're still dealing with human beings at the end of the day. So your goal is to catch this person as quickly as possible because you're investigating a murder. And so there's a certain amount of urgency that's placed on, on that type of investigation, that type of operation. And you know, you have a limited window to catch somebody. And so you, if you find the opportunity, you seize the opportunity. But in that instance, I don't know what benefit there is to a full on police invasion raid to find the suspect, you know, do a little fucking recon work, you know, play, play that hero you want to be and go out there and set up a perimeter and knock on the door, have the angles. You're going to fuck. I mean, if you saw the video that, that that's out there of this warrant that was being executed and there was enough goddamn police officers to make something else happen. So, I mean, I, I don't want to sit here and pretend like I have the answer, but I think the start is a different strategy. It's just a different yeah. strategy. I mean, be, be aggressive about it, but you know, don't like, like, like don't act like it's, uh, you know, like, I don't know. Don't, uh, don't act like there isn't human beings involved and that, that y- your only objective is to catch the suspect. Your objective is to catch the suspect. Make sure that other people who aren't involved go home that night. I, that's, that's your yeah. responsibility. Right. Like this, hearing it described to me sounds like we're hunting Osama bin Laden. Like this is the type right, of shit that right. you would do to bust into a fucking terrorist and take them down. Like I get that. That makes sense there. Um, but like here, it's like, I, <laughs> I, don't, I doubt any most anyone that we're doing this at stateside is a known global terrorist. You know, like they're, they need to be apprehended and tried for their crimes in a court of law that's 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 their right like as a just a human being on this in this country like you know and you know they'll face consequences for the shit they've done i'm sure and we got a fucked up law you know legal system i I get that but like just knocking in and 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 storming in like you're saying it's just it's just there's so many more unintended consequences that do result as a result of this uh agreed so hopefully something comes of it i already know that many minneapolis minnesota were this took place has has ceased these type of warrants from from being executed at least temporary. So nice. probably will become something permanent, and I don't know. We'll see if other police departments decide to follow suit. I think every every one of these decisions is is pretty much based on whatever locality that you're in. So Minneapolis Police Department, fucking up. Yeah, <laughs> not a whole lot. Not a whole lot of good news coming out of there. <laughs> Do we have any good news in general for, from the world? Yeah, I think I can come up with some good news in general. <laughs> <laughs> Should be a little um, segment. Good news in general. Just good news in general. Um, during her last concert, Billie Eilish noticed that a fan was having trouble breathing, so she stopped the concert of 20,000 people, all for the one fan, mm-hmm. told her crew to bring an inhaler so the fan could breathe again. Good for you, Billie. Like it. Way to make it happen. Dolly Parton's Dollywood Parks and Resorts have announced that they will pay all tuition costs, fees, and books for employees who pursue higher education. We already knew that Dolly Parton was a sweetheart, so this just solidifies all that. Troy Kotzer, have you heard of this actor, Troy Kotzer? Mm-mm. He was born deaf, and as a child, he always dreamt of making it in Hollywood. And this morning, he became the first ever deaf man to be nominated for an Oscar. Hey. Hell yeah, Troy. Yeah. Way to be. Way to be. Um, there's a, a woman named Amelia Clark. Oh, Amelia Clark. She's the, the the actress from Game of Thrones. 
Oh yeah, she's yeah, she's a pretty uh, attractive lady there. Do you know that she survived not one but two brain aneurysms? Damn, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Recently or like in her lifetime? I just in her lifetime, uh, oh. but she founded a charity to help survivors of brain injury and stroke. Hmm. Interesting. Hell yeah, that's wild. Two brain aneurysms? Could you imagine? New study came out about olives. Do you like olives? I love olives. I'm I love olives. Favorite olive? Your, my favorite olive would yeah. probably be a jalapeno stuffed green olive. Ooh, dirty. Yeah. I like regular green olives, but I like them especially when they're stuffed with pimento peppers and put into an alcoholic beverage. See, I've never done like a martini or a vodka kind of thing. Is that what you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, or yeah. whatever. Dude, I've never had a martini in my Bloody 30 years Mary. on this world. You're, you're not, not missing here? a ton. Yeah, it's like the uh, it's like the uh, old fashioned for white women on diets. Makes sense. That's why James Bond drinks it. But anyway, this uh, study came out and it said olive oil intake is associated with a much lower risk of death. It says that replacing margarine, butter, mayonnaise, and dairy fat with olive oil was associated with lower mortality risk from diseases. Saying that seven grams daily of olive oil is associated with a lower risk of cardiovascular disease, cancer, neurogenerative, guy can't talk, neurogenerative and respiratory diseases. Aha. So eat your olive oil or use your olive oil in place of butter when you cook. So I, I did a semester at Owens College in Toledo, Ohio. It's an interesting place. It is. Our friend Patrick Davison goes there right now currently. Ah, fuck yeah. Go Owens. I took a nutrition class there once and I always remember the lady saying olive oil is the best thing you could put in your body in terms of fat. Hmm. And she was like telling us to eat it with like bread or whatever and like cook it as little as possible and just eat it raw. Only thing I could see being better than olive oil would be like the fat in avocado. Like avocado oil would probably be better. We might only guess, but I'm sure it's way more expensive. Maybe. I like olive oil and I like avocado oil, but I'll never stop using butter before anything else. Really? Butter's the best. Yeah. Butter is what makes good things great, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do. I still use butter when I cook eggs. Uh, yeah. And obviously like for toast. Buttered eggs are great. Butter toast is unbeaten. Dude, just a nice piece of sourdough with some butter. But okay, like oh, if you're, you're going to like pan fry some vegetables or do some shit like that, like are you using butter? Olive oil. Yeah, same. Okay. But it depends what I'm doing. If I'm cooking mushrooms, I'm using butter. If I'm cooking onions, I'm using butter and olive oil. If I'm cooking just like peppers and sauteing uh, a combination of like vegetables, like broccoli or whatever, depending on how I'm cooking it. If it's like Asian style vegetables, then I'll just use a high heat oil, canola oil or sunflower seed oil. But if it's like not super high heat, I'm not like charring them or like getting them real brown. I'll just use olive oil. Yeah. But I feel like, I feel like the dish or the, whatever you're cooking determines the fat that you use. Sure. Yeah. I definitely agree with that. What about when you're cooking meth? I don't know. I don't know what, uh. For butter meth is pretty good. Butter meth. <laughs> Have you heard of this little story come out about Dave Chappelle? Have not. So there was a video um, that made the rounds uh, of Dave Chappelle at his city council or village council because he lives in um, Ohio. He, he does live in Ohio. He lives in Yellow Springs Village mm -hmm. right outside of Dayton, Ohio. They were approving this housing development. And when they were trying to push it through, they had added some low cost housing as part of the development. And apparently Yellow Springs is a pretty affluent, nice area. Probably like, I don't know, like Ottawa Hills, if you want to put it in perspective. Sure. La Jolla that, for you. La Jolla. 
maybe, you know, the nicer area of the city you live in. And Dave Chappelle went up and he was like, look, I can't believe that like you would try to push us through. Cause apparently they tried to like push it through without all of the, the people being asked about it. And he was like, I couldn't believe, I can't believe like you would actually make me come down here and like tell you that I do all of this shit for this village. Cause I guess he has like some, I don't know how many tens of millions invested in this area, putting in a restaurant. He built the fire department. He's building a comedy club. You know, he's like bringing a lot of stuff in. Mm-hmm. And he was just like, I'm like, I'm not fucking with you here. I will pull it all out if you push through this affordable housing. And people are like, obviously like in an uproar about him trying to kill the affordable housing portion of that project. Wow. I mean, like, look, dude, I don't know. We've both spent considerable time in Ohio. You way more than me. And like, I don't know. There's not like people aren't like building on top of each other in fucking Dayton, Ohio. There's other places to build housing. I understand his, you know, his want to keep his community, his community and, you know, not inviting the riffraff. I mean, fuck, dude, if I made it, I would feel the same way. So is Dave Chappelle more racist than Joe Rogan? Stay tuned. <laughs> I mean, dude, I, I get what Chappelle's saying. He wants to protect his investment. He's put millions and millions into the city. I get it. Yeah, I, I got to agree with that one. Like Ohio, it's not, this isn't California real estate, man. Like you can live- right. Wherever the fuck you want. Dayton's right there. There's tons of low-income housing there. There's Cincinnati's 45 minutes south. Plenty of it there. Tons of farmland. To say that he opposes the low-income housing makes it sound like he's kicking people out of homes. Yeah, right. You right. know, like, like, oh, this piece of shit, really? You're, gonna, you're not going to go with low-income housing Dave Chappelle, you fucking bigot? I, I don't think that's the case at all. He's not saying, look, I'm not saying you can't have this kind of development. I just don't want that development in this community, this community is what this community is because it's what we make it. And if you put in people here who aren't part of this community, whoever they may be, and we know who those kind of people would be in Ohio, Al. like we, we live there. I mean, it's not like, like, dude, there's just people you don't want in your neighborhood. There's just yeah. stuff you don't want to invite in your neighborhood. There's really not great things that go on in any portion of the country, but especially yeah. in the Midwest, you know, you get a lot of shit. You get a lot of shit. Chappelle will be all right, man. Donald Trump literally kicked people out of their houses in New York and he became the president of America. So there you go. You still got a chance, Dave. <laughs> That's wild though. I mean, I could, I could definitely, I'm honestly, I'm surprised that like mainstream media isn't trying to do more with that story, especially paralleling with roguing now and, and all the shit that Chappelle was going through or like, Earlier this year, you know, bigot Dave Chappelle yeah. hates transgenders, now wants to kick out low-income housing. I, I can't. I'm kind of surprised that's not more of a story right now. For real, though, dude. But I don't know, man. If you're gonna put in the type of development that he's put in in that kind of community, yeah, and think that that doesn't buy you a little bit of of weight to throw around about something like about how you want to shape the, the the community that you want to have for your children, your family, and, and your friends and neighbors, and yeah, well, fuck him, dude. Like, absolutely. Go, good for you, man. Good for you, Dave. Yeah. I'd be interested to see property value over the last 10 years in that in that area, that county, whatever, like since well, Chappelle's dude, gone there. I'm sure it's skyrocketed. <laughs> if you're a guy like Dave Chappelle and you come from relative nothing to build yourself up to what you are, you want to protect what you've built. And part of that is the value of the house you live in. You can dilute that overnight by doing something like that, that type of development. So, yeah. there's pl- And there's plenty like Calabasas. You think there's fucking low income housing in Calabasas? There's not. No. Yeah, it's a, there's areas like this there's that not. exist. Like, I think that should be all right, man. 
there's like you're saying there's plenty of fucking other spots like that developments like this could go in you know so much farmland in ohio it's crazy like there's plenty of space plenty plenty of space indeed but uh we'll see i don't know maybe he catches more shit for it who knows who cares there's far more important things in life uh, like enjoying a great cup of coffee which is surprisingly hard to find in sacramento california is it really yeah it's, it's just starbucks and mcdonald's that's all i've been you know and i guess starbucks is fine but i don't like starbucks i don't like paying that money it's shit whatever coffee i go into a place that like open ceilings you could see the the rafters and the and the duct and and all that and yeah it, all they're about is coffee they're not about serving the masses all right how about this real quick before we got here <sighs> Is there ever any scenario where you would rather have Dunkin' Donuts than Starbucks? I would say 10 times out of 10. Really? Yeah, for the price? Oh, see, okay, but you're letting price dictate over the qual like of the quality of the coffee that you're getting? Dunkin' Donuts isn't bad coffee. It's not as good as Starbucks though. I don't think it's God much better. God damn it. I thought you were going to side with me on this. Now no, dude, Starbucks, say, is <laughs> Starbucks is trash. Starbucks is trash. I like Starbucks, bro. Starbucks you, is trash. Dude, the Starbucks Nitro brew is way better than any Nitro that Duncan's I ever drink put any out. of that shit. All I drink black hot coffee. I want black dude, hot black bean coffee, juice. Bro, the midnight coffee at Duncan doesn't even touch the Pike Place roast at Starbucks, bro. I'm sorry, it does not. The Pike Place is nice for everyday roast. drinking. Yeah. I don't mind it. I I would roast. drink it. 10 times out of 10, but if I'm like, you know, like I would rather go to a McDonald's. Get the fuck out of here. What? Then like, like if I just wanted like a quick cup of coffee, I'll drink a McDonald's cup of coffee. I'm not saying I wouldn't drink it, but I wouldn't prefer it to a Starbucks Pike Rose. I've been, I've been drinking Folgers this week. Yeah. So that's salt of the earth coffee. I suppose. Chock full of nuts. You ever had that? I have. Pretty solid. It's okay. Papa Nicholas. Do you guys get that out there? Uh, that's a pretty solid one too. But what I can say is that none of those coffee places also allow you to support american heroes like veterans and first responders they pale in comparison they do fact. to our sponsor gunbro coffee and they're proud to do that they donate one dollar from every single item purchased on their website to these great charities that help out veterans and first responders all across our country they offer 14 different blends and roasts which you can get in whole bean ground and single serve pods and right now as a friend of this beautiful ship you can use the promo code fnh10 you'll save 10 percent at checkout when you buy their products at gunbarrelcoffee.com promo code fnh10 Go check them out. Good guys. Love what they stand for. Great coffee. Uh, Gun Barrel Coffee. Here's the tagline. Damn good coffee. Damn good cause. Yep. <laughs> that's, what, that's what their shirt should say. Damn good coffee. Damn good cause. Space, space, space. Yep. You betcha. <laughs> oh, no. We love them. We, we love their coffee, too. They're really good. Um, go ahead and hit us up. Twitter, if you're so inclined, at friendshipnh on Instagram and TikTok, same handle, Friendship News Hour. And you can send us an email, bummerdude.media at gmail.com, bummerdude.media at gmail.com. We will see you next time.